today's episode mm-hmm. is one that is super relevant to me, especially uh, in where I am right now in my career. And today we're talking about the E in pies, which stands for exposure, right? E? That's it. How many people know you and know you positively? That's your exposure. Right. The, the, the whole premise is in order to, to move up in an organization, in order to be considered good, when they, people mention your name, other folks need to know who you are. For the most part, a lot of us were miseducated in what it took to be successful. Um, you also, know, tell me. They told us to go to school, man. Uh-huh. They said, go to school, get your little paper for your wall, your degree, uh, work hard, keep your nose clean. I got that one. Keep your nose clean, mm-hmm. and uh, you just go and put your head down, and you just work, baby, and you're gonna be successful. Mm. Uh, slaves worked hard, Oof. and they did not get paid. They didn't get the mule, the forty acres. They they work real, real hard. Uh, so that's obviously not the formula. And the other part of this is when we talk about the the eating pies. The mm-hmm. pie formula is that. It's not taught in anybody's school. So until you go to work and find out how the system actually works, you come out of school and you believe, hey, this is it. I'm going to rock the world. No, you're not. Now, the exposure piece uh, after PIES, uh, in in the PIES uh, acronym, you have performance. you got to perform. Image, it's got to be the right image. And then exposure is who knows you and knows you positively. Okay. Now, you don't want to be known negatively now, I'm gonna give you a story and if it rustles, ruffles a few feathers out there uh, when I started I had this big giant afro now I told you I'm old school yes they call me Casper baby <laughs> so I'm old school I got this big giant afro dude uh, that's back in the in the superfly days right yeah, yeah, I got my shirt buttoned yes. halfway buttoned down and Polyester. I got this bullet this anti-aircraft bullet on a uh on a leather, like, you know, little choker, hanging down. Some people had the medallion with the okay. black fist. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a bit more warlike. I'm East Side Detroit, baby. I ain't even playing. So I've got this bullet hanging down, uh-huh. and I walk into a corporate job. Ooh. Are you feeling me? Now, this is back. We're still back in the 70s, but Racism I'm is- scaring the people, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Almost six foot two. I got an afro, so I'm six five with all this hair on top of my head. <laughs> Shirt open, you know, karate fighter, all this noise. Now, the fact that I'm educated and can be articulate and have educated parents, irrelevant. So so at this point, because uh, for the people out there that don't know you, yes. you, you're bodybuilder. Absolutely. So at this point, were you at your, your, your no. peak in bodybuilding? No, I wasn't. This time I was just fighting karate tournaments. Okay. But I was, you know, I'm six gotcha. two, 200 pounds that's that's a load for most people right you know, brother man walking in right that's a bit scary right so brother man has an afro which is already different mm-hmm. now we can get we'll go back to the image later but the afro is already different and then he's got this bullet hanging down yeah. on his neck now the bullet fits in a gun that you can only shoot off an aircraft carrier but it is scaring people to death so my exposure is, <laughs> dude, and I'm wearing every shade of red, black, and green, boy. I'm wearing everything I can do from the motherland. I'm just melatonin, don't know what. I walk in, I'm scaring these people to death. Right. So 
The exposure when they first mentioned my name, ooh, it's that scary dude down in the commercial department. Wow. Now, I'm smiling and friendly because you guys know me. I got more jokes than sad stories. However, you've got to know me in order to know that's who I am. Yes. But the first blush is, who is that? And that exposure was negative. Okay. So uh, 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 how you how you manage your exposure, you got to understand what your image is, and you got to make that right. So I tell people a lot of times, when you walk in, if your image isn't what it's supposed to be, you have set up negative exposure. Yes. Your name is mentioned. It's a hey, you know, uh, what's uh, Mr. Brian known for? Well, if you're known for performing, getting the work done, you're known for having an image that's okay in that setting then you're good. But if you're known for causing problems, if you're known for having bad relationships, if you're known for giving your uh, supervisor beef every day, you may still be employed, but it's barely. And yeah. and they can't wait to get rid of you. Let's be honest. Right. They can't In this environment, they can't wait to get rid of you. Right. So the exposure piece is who knows you and who knows you positively. Now, we got a couple tips. First of all, Look for special projects and extra work. I, I, extra I, work. Yeah. So, so I, I can speak to that one. I, okay. If you don't mind me chiming. Yeah, no, 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 no. So <laughs> that one for sure is something that I've been trying to uh, share with some of my younger uh-huh. um, counterparts that are coming up in, in, in the corporate, uh, you know, through corporate or just, you know, where I am. Right. You can come to work every single day. Mm-hmm. Perform your job description responsibilities at the highest performance level. Absolutely. Every single day. Every day. And still not have an opportunity for promotion. Get no play. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, like I, 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 I try to tell a lot of people, find a way to get involved in projects outside of your normal everyday work absolutely that will introduce you and expose you to absolutely uh, other supervisors or even the supervisors and managers that are in your direct line of, of reporting that will give you exposure for them to understand the other talents other skills yes. the drive that you have yes. to do more than just what you were hired to do sitting at your desk absolutely they need to know kind of what you're bringing to the table. Okay. Now, let me give you one. You just you just gave me a memory, a flashback. Uh-huh. Uh, there were several of us that in the early, early years, that when I finally got rid of the, the bullet and found a way to button up my shirts, right. I actually found a tie, man, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, when I realized I was scaring people and somebody had a brutal talk with me, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just about my work. It was like, son, you got to you have to clean up how you're perceived, and and that. So there was a young lady I worked with, and a lot of us were used as temporary supervisors. So a supervisor would go out, and they'd put one of us as temps to see could we handle it. They'd come back, they put you back in your analyst role. Okay, up, back, up, back. And when they put you up, they gave you a little stipend, but it wasn't the serious money that the managers right. were making. Right. Okay, so. Uh, you understand you're going back to your role. We need you for a couple of weeks or whatever. And the trick is to get permanently promoted. You want to do that a whole lot. And sometimes they'll permanently promote you when it's opening. Okay. So one of my friends, uh, they 
sharp, sharp, sharp person. They put her in a position. She executed flawlessly. The real supervisor came back after whatever the, the illness was, and then she was back in the analyst role. They did the same with me, a couple of other people. Well, they kept putting this person up, bringing them back, putting the person up, bringing them back. And one day she rebelled because there were people that worked with her that when they put them up, they got permanently promoted. It happened twice. Mm. And then they put her up and they brought her back. So one day she marches into the manager's office and says, look, this is some unfair junk. I'm not doing this anymore. You're just using me. And he said, I apologize, and we won't do it anymore. She never got a temporary management position again. Whoa. So here's the exposure. Oh, wow. Was, okay. was she smart? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Was she good at what she did? Absolutely. Yes. Did they probably promote some people may, that may not have been as good as her? In her mind, no. In their mind, maybe yes. They're making the final decision. So their exposure to her was, yes, you're good at what you do, but you might give us attitude if we permanently put you in a position like that. Oh. So that was her reputation. It was her the, the one shot she had, and basically she didn't get promoted anymore. Okay, so, so okay, I see. So, so in other words, it's not necessarily just finding a task to get you exposed to people no. so they can see your skills. No. So they're looking at personality, who, who are attitude. You? Absolutely. Like taking these additional things, these extra projects or anything. Absolutely. And they're looking at how you're handling the whole Absolutely. Process. I'll give you another example okay. from the finance world. Walt mm-hmm. Bettinger, CEO of uh, brokerage firm, yeah. New York, big time, gets mm-hmm. paid. He takes all of his prospects who are going to make millions working directly for him. He takes all of them to breakfast, mm-hmm. and he tells the waiter and the waitress to screw up their order. On purpose. On purpose. Okay. Because he wants to see how they're going to respond. Wow. Okay. Uh, the yell and scream at the waiter or the waitress, he realizes that if they have subordinates that make mistakes, how they're going to treat them. Right. If they're uh, condescending, he knows what kind of bosses they're going to make. Okay. So at this juncture, they are actually exposing who they are. People at work that want to promote you and want you to move up, they want to know what are they buying. And you cannot learn that from just doing your job. I want to know who you are. Got it. So as much exposure as you can get, positively. So when we mention that it's relationships, it's relationships with your boss, your peers, whoever's around you. What do they say about you when you come in the room? Yes. What kind of worker are you? What's your? Uh, look at it this way. How have you built your brand yeah. when your name pops up? Right. So, yeah, yeah, and like I said, man, like a lot of this stuff, like I've learned from you over the last few years, Praise and God. you know, I'm, I'm constantly working trying to apply it. Um, so even what you just said, like I will admit, my image brand has probably not always been the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, my performance brand has always been excellent. top notch. Top. Image brand has probably not always been the best. I don't always shave when I go in the office. 
Sometimes I don't get a haircut for three or four weeks just because I don't feel like it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm always not. I'm not always the most motivated person, even though I do excellent work. Right. And you know, right. I get put on special projects all the time. Right. Things like that. Sometimes even my appearance, like I will come in with a polo untucked because I just don't feel like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, now, granted, I'm six foot three ish, right? Big black dude. <laughs> dude, you a lineman. Let's right. be straight. You a lineman. Okay. I'm a big guy. Yeah. And so sometimes that, like I, even though I recognize that can be an issue for me. Right. There's some days I just don't care. Yeah. And like I'll admit, sometimes I think that does. It has had an impact on my exposure and when I'm considered for certain yes. things. So, yes. When, when uh, you... well, what? So one point is, first point was. Definitely, you want to make sure that when, you, when your name is brought up, yes. who knows you positively, and you want, to, you want to absolutely look for extra projects and assignments. Got which show, you know, it showcases your talents. Got it. What else we got? You're going to have to show up at some of those meetings and soirees that are company, um, they're company sponsored, but they're voluntary. Okay. okay. So you, yeah. okay. Yeah. Scenario, you work, you work eight hours, man. I You're do. tired. Yes. Okay. You work in special projects. It's whatever. And they say, Thursday evening, we're going to be at the so-and-so hotel and, and the vice presidents are going to be there, mm-hmm. and we're just going to have a little, you know, little hors d'oeuvres and right. drinks and whatever, whatever. Right, right. Okay. I don't even like the vice president. He's arrogant. He got more money than I'm ever going to have. I don't even like the way he talks. So I say, you know what? I'm going home. I see enough of these people during the week. I definitely don't want to see them on my time. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say wrong? Why though? Okay. In your regular work day, uh-huh. even the basic manager, what's your access to a vice president or a C-suite level guy? C-suite, none. Okay. Um, VP, I'd see him. Yeah. Um, probably don't have a ton of opportunities to just. You don't sit around and eat about. sandwiches a whole lot together, no, 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 or whatever, no, no, whatever. No, no, okay. No. Here's what happens at this in this environment. Um, you get access to them. Okay. Now, don't get it twisted. They don't really want to have a long conversation with you either. <laughs> Let's be real. Okay. However, remember, we, we've already established they need to know you're a team player. Right. You need to show up. Okay. Because when you show up, what happens is they go, oh, there's his face. He's in this environment. This is important to us. Because if they went, it was important enough for them to show up. So here you are. Yeah. Now let me give you out. Let me give you out straight up. Anybody's listening to this, you do not have to stay long. They just need to know that you showed up. Okay. Now I'm not quite your size, but I'm close. (laughs) Right. I used to have a reputation of being able to disappear. When did you leave? Well, first of all, I know I'm not that important. You just wanted to know was I there? Yes. They'll come back and say, man, when he did that, wasn't that funny? I said, I had been gone two hours before that drunk man did that stupid thing at the soiree. I was already out of the building. Yeah. But they thought I was there because uh-huh. I could. Now, I got a couple tips. Can I share them with you? Go. I didn't get this. This is not me. I got to give credit to I got where I got this from. There was a vice president I worked for, and I said, I hate going to these things. I'm just sharing stuff people taught me. He said, son, you got to go. 
because uh, you got to show that you're supportive of the deal. Yeah. I said, I hate it, man. He said, here's what you do. He said, I want you to meet me. And at the big, the city we worked in, the big giant hotel downtown with the luxurious ballrooms and whatever. Uh, he said, meet me down there and I'm going to teach you how to do it. I said, all right. He says, if you give me five minutes, the rest of the evening is yours. I'm like, bet. Five minutes? Yeah. They're standing around holding drinks? I said, okay. So here's what he said. He said, I want you to take your coat. I was in a cold weather state. And I want you to check your coat in the coat room. Okay, cool. He said, now, I want you to go get a non-alcoholic drink. So whether you drink or not, if you do drink, make sure it's non-alcoholic. If you're not a drinker, good. You're already ahead of the game. He said, I want you to get a non-alcoholic drink. I want you to throw a lime in it and a cherry and a stirrer. Really? Okay. Yeah, because you're standing next to a drinker. You don't want to make them look stupid. Your job is to get exposure. Never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm throwing it in there. He says, now I want you to look at the three most influential people in the room. Mm -hmm. He said, I want to make sure you go speak to them. I said, okay. Um, then I want you to think about three of your peers that are the most influential. So the bosses that you need exposure to. And then your peers who need to say, now, are you a team player? Did he actually show up? Did he yeah. blow us off? Whatever. He said, when you're at the end of that, I want you to go back to the coat room, get your coat, and leave. I said, how am I do that? He said, take your drink and set it down and act like you're looking for the restroom. Then I want you to leave and never come back. Now, I'm not making this up. In seven minutes, I did exactly what you were talking about. Check my coat. Got me this, went by the little bar area, got me a Sprite, threw a cherry and lime in that sucker and a stir, and I found the first guy. Hey, Mr. Sons, how are you? Hey, Eric. I mean, Eric was always the only one, trust me. So, hey, Eric, how you doing? Fine. So-and-so, uh, how about those? And we talked about the sports team. Yeah. Standing next to him was the second most influential because, now this is going to be weird, they are insecure also. They just have more money and they have more power than we do. Wow. But they're insecure. So all the three influential guys were standing there holding their drinks, and people were afraid to approach them. Well, I've never really been that bright, so I've talked to anybody. So, <laughs> hey, how you doing, Mr. So-and-so? How are you, so-and-so? How are you? Oh, man. And we laughed to talk. And just about before they felt uncomfortable with me overstaying my welcome, I was gone. Then I had two peers who had big mouths and told all the business to everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went by understand. one... Cracked the joke. Oh, you just crazy? Yes, I am. Went by the other, cracked the joke. The third one spoke to and asked her what was the what was on the hors d'oeuvre tray. Yeah. And she told me, don't eat this, don't eat that. What was it? I don't know. Uh, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Right. Okay, so all three of those, that took me, I want to say, four or five minutes. I actually milled around a little bit because then I'm doing what this guy told me. I said, this is hilarious. Yeah. I milled around a little bit and... Um, Act like I was looking for the restroom. And I went and sat my uh, my glass down, got my coat, and left. When I went back to work, everybody thought I'd been there all evening. Wow. Sadly, you're just not that important. Show up, let them see your face, yeah. and leave. Be smooth with it. <laughs> so, we only have a, f a few minutes left. Um I want to pivot for a quick sec mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because this pod is for everybody. Absolutely. But I myself am a minority. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I think 
all minorities. Well, I think whether we're black, um, Asian, Indian, Hispanic, um, hopefully I'm not missing anybody. But I think we we all face different challenges. Yes. When it comes to these topics that we're being covering. Yes. So when it comes to exposure. Yes. In my personal experience, I feel like there's a little bit extra that I have to do even on top of some of the stuff you just mentioned. Absolutely. So, for example, like I'm <laughs> I'm a tall black guy. Absolutely. Okay, pretty big. So, when I walk into a room, I have to be more than conscious of more than conscious of what my facial expression is. Absolutely. Like. I always have to put on a smile even in those times when I don't. Absolutely. Um, you know, in uh, in various settings, I have to make sure that I'm um, super sociable so that I don't look antisocial. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm pretty You're exhausted. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a true thing. So when it comes to this topic of exposure, what are there any is there any extra tips or suggestions that you would have for those of us um, who are minorities? Let me give you a quick story real quick. Mm-hmm. There's a friend. Mm-hmm. That I have that went through a situation where, um, you know, there were some challenges with 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 the boss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm telling this friend, you know, from time to time when I talk to him, even though you're going through those challenges, make sure that the person above them mm-hmm. still has a positive view of who you are. Absolutely. Again, this is stuff that I've learned from you. Over Absolutely. Years, okay? Absolutely. So make sure that that person above them still has a positive view. Well, when you're wronged in, or you feel like you've been wronged in any situation, just to keep it real, the street comes out of you a Absolutely. Bit. Okay. We go back home. Yeah. <laughs> How do you... So answer two questions for mm-hmm. me. Any extra suggestions that you would have for minorities in these situations? Mm-hmm. And then two, how do we take emotion out of our responses when dealing in situations of positive and negative exposure that may be in or out of our control good first one let me go to the to to outside of your control right you are a very large african-american man okay (laughs) based on what the media does to you yeah uh there's a natural fear even if it's unwarranted Mm -hmm. now i tell people to get rid of the word fair because that's not fair but guess what that's the way it is yes doesn't feel good to tell somebody it's not fair but you still have to be successful if you want to be Right. Which means you have to overcome that. Okay. Now, I could say short people of any ethnicity have a harder road to become CEOs than tall people. Why? Most CEOs are tall. Why? Absolutely. Because of the sense of power uh, 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 and, and, and what we do when they're young. You can find a tall kid in a neighborhood. You watch a group of kids walking down the street and you're lost. Mm-hmm. And you pull up to a group of kids. You will ask the tallest kid the directions. Simply based on your perception. You don't know if that that kid could be as dumb as a box of bricks. That's not something that you care about. You are are guessing that based on what you're seeing, and that's how you relate to them. Uh, I tell some of my friends who are very attractive females, Mm -hmm. I said, please do not go to work being gorgeous. In fact, Chanel said, uh, you need to be a caterpillar by day and a butterfly by night. Wow. During the day, now by night, go home, wear your man out. But during the day, you need to put it in a sheath. Because 
business is run by men and we make decisions whether it's fair or not it doesn't matter if it's fair we make decisions based on what we see i've been behind closed doors and heard comments made they're never going to say it out front you get sued but how you're viewed whether you be a female minority whatever how you're viewed you're going to have to take the hand in managing the perception now Somebody says it's not fair. It's not. So what are you going to do? Right. Okay. Right. It's not fair. I'm bald. <laughs> but I'm still going to get him to go out the house and yes. try to accomplish everything that I can do. Yeah. Um, second thing is the most important answer to your questions, Chief. It's that the S of spirituality. You cannot go out here and face the negativity that's going to come at you on your own strength. Right. You will lose. Right. Every day I get up, I got a promise book at work. Uh, if I know I'm going to a meeting, I read the promises on wisdom and guidance. If I know I got a supervisor or a manager that's bugging me, I read uh, the promises on deliverance and protection. There, there is, it's like walking out the house with no clothes on. There's no way in the world, and I don't care what color you are, what gender you are, if you're going to work without divine protection, you are going to lose. Mm.